you're listening to episode number 20 of the Healthy Essentials Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mustard, your host, holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and the dieter who has done them all. I'm here to make sure that you know that healthy is possible, but it doesn't have to come at a sacrifice of losing out on the favorite foods of yours. Today, we're interviewing one of my good friends, Emily Breffa. She is the founder and the CEO of Truby's Honey. It is a honey making business located just outside of Ottawa. Her and her hunk of a husband, Jan, and their three kids are the bee farmers, and they help tend and keep the bees and make the most incredible honey that I have tasted yet. Emily is delving in, and she's sharing all of the details in terms of what a bee does, why it's so important, and why honey is a complete superfood. So without further ado, get ready for a sweet episode, no pun intended, with my friend Emily. You can make you can find all of her honey at local health food stores here in the Ottawa region. You can find it at Farm Boy and other retailers are listed in the show notes below along with her contact information, Instagram. And uh, if you aren't already following me on Instagram, make sure you do because I share a ton of recipes using their bee pollen and their honey as well. So enjoy today's episode and get ready for some sweet honey-filled lessons. A huge shout out to today's sponsor, Love Good Fats, a Toronto-based company that specializes in making wrapper-licking-worthy keto bars packed with healthy fats, clean protein, and a whole lot of fiber. If you're addicted to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, their chocolate peanut butter will be your new favorite go-to snack. With flavors ranging from mint chocolate to peanut butter, dark chocolate almond, coconut chocolate chip, peanut butter and jelly, and chocolate chip cookie dough, they have a flavor for everyone. The best part about Love Good Fats? Each bar contains less than two grams of sugar and an average of four to five net carbs. Hello, keto-friendly bars. So yes, you can eat healthy and have your chocolate too. And to sweeten the deal, all bars are free from soy, sugar alcohols, and gluten. Order your bars online today at lovegoodfats.ca and use the discount code Lindsay1234 for 20% off your order. Welcome back to the Healthy Essentials Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mustard, your host. Today we're interviewing one of my favorite beekeepers, actually just people in general, because she's pretty darn sweet, um, Emily. She is one of the co-founders of True Bees, along with her husband, Jan. And she's joining us today to tell us all about the benefits of seasonal honey, but also tuck into some of the less less talked about topics in terms of seasonal allergies, what we can do to improve them using bee pollen and local honey. Um, and she's going to tell us how she got started, because she is an amazing entrepreneur. So welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, if you have not seen a picture of Emily, just picture the most stunning, beautiful blonde girl with the thickest hair you can possibly imagine. You'll basically have M. Um, stunning. You are gorgeous. And every time I see you, I am so envious of your hair. I just want the thickness and the length. And oh, the well, well, you have a beautiful name yourself, <laughs> Lindsay. You're gorgeous. But thank you. No. I think Maine is the proper term to use because your hair is gorgeous, as are you. But um, I am so, so excited to have you on the show today because I just love picking your brain and I I love the sound of your voice. You're made for radio, whether you know it or not, Um, but you're just a very easy person to talk to. So I'm excited for everyone to listen to you and all of your stories and your journey today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I always enjoy talking with you. So it's exciting to be on your podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm... It's, it's a cool connection because we met actually through a friend. We met through probiotics, actually, because we went to, I think it was Pure Kitchen, and it was almost, wasn't a year ago. It was in the winter, right? Yeah, it was in the winter. It was cold. Oh, oh yes, I remember because all of us at the park so far away. 
Um, and I think the main street was closed down too. So it was even more of a headache, but uh, we met through a mutual friend named Linda and this was for probiotics um, that we all love. And she's doing really well now too. But uh, we met for dinner at Pure Kitchen and it was the best group dinner that I have been to thus far. And I had the option to sit across from the beautiful Emily. And I just, I distinctly remember before you came for dinner, because I think you were one of the last ones to get there. And they were like, yeah, we're just waiting on Emily. Wait until you meet her. She is incredible. She is so lovely. Everyone raved about you. And I was like, okay, who is this magical being? And then you walked in and it, yeah, it was like, top model <laughs> level oh my so. goodness well that's so sweet of you to say but I could say the same about all the ladies at the table that night the dinner it really was yeah. a lovely night and just amazing women at that table for sure yeah so I was super excited to meet you then I'm still excited to interview you now and every time I get to see you I just get more more and more happy to do or more and more excited and happy to do so uh, but you've been such a crucial part in, in my business and you've been super generous and you've participated in giveaways and um, I've been resting testing with you for like what six months now at least and I love every time I get to do a food photo shoot and I plop your your bee pollen or your honey in it and I uh, I know that I'm well, representing a local honey, but also another amazing entrepreneur. So oh, thank well, you. Thank you. And we appreciate all the lovely work you're doing, especially with the recipes. And you certainly make our honey and bee pollen look amazing and you make the most delicious, beautiful things. So thank you. Thanks friend. There's a dropping a recipe. I think it's tomorrow, but for collagen honey, uh, collagen peanut butter honey bars. And so of course you guys are in those. Oh, thank you. Without- <laughs> without further ado tell us more about you so tell us your origin story how did you got started what did you study in school uh where did you grow up tell us all the backstory about Emily sure well thank you so yeah so I'm a beekeeper as you mentioned I'm in the owner mm-hmm. founder of True Bee Honey and we're a small batch brand honey company and we produce local unpasteurized and raw honeys in Ontario and to be honest the story really goes back about 20 years now and starts with my husband my now husband I love this. And I must admit, I fell in love with the beekeeper and then the bees. (laughs) So when I met Jan, he was just starting out um, and he had two hives. And now we've grown to be, you know, quite a large locally owned family operated honey farm in Ontario. We have close to a thousand hives now. So that's millions and millions of honeybees. (laughs) That's a lot of honeybees. But when I first met Jan, um, I really didn't know that much about bees. I don't even think I'd ever been like in a bee yard or I actually, to be honest, I don't even think I'd been stung by a bee at that point. So, um, so I kind of fell in love with Jan and then I fell in love with the bees for sure. Um, Jan moved to Canada when he was just a baby with his parents and they moved here from the UK and his parents just loved the open space and they really dreamed of having, you know, a hobby farm. And so Jan grew up on, on a hobby farm and is a first generation kind of farmer. And his dad was an engineer and his mom was a school teacher. So being that they were so busy, you know, with their careers, it really fell on Jan to look after the farm and the animals, which he absolutely loved. So when he got older, he really wanted to turn the family farm, you know, into a thriving working farm. So he went to Guelph University to study agriculture and just kind of was trying to think of a way that he could, you know, make the farm into a thriving working farm. And he thought, well, I could probably get into beekeeping um, myself. And so he went to the back bush and like cut down his own trees and made his own bee boxes and really started with those two hives. And since then, as I mentioned, we've grown. So it's really started with him. (laughs) That's incredible. 
and it's, it's such a story too because I didn't realize that I thought you started it and that I didn't realize that you fell in love with the beekeeper and then the bees but that's a really cute story I love that yeah love that. and and when we first started you know we really were creating this kind of family um farm life with the kids and stuff we have three children our oldest is 20 now our son Avery our daughter Alex is 15 and our youngest Austin is eight so at first it really started with you know the bees and honey production and just kind of creating this magical kind of farm life for for us and our family and it wasn't until you know we had the younger kids and I started getting more interested in food and health and wellness and kind of looking into food, um, you know, food transparency and and food traceability and seeing what was actually happening with our honey that we started packing it ourselves because we used to pack it, um, or I should say produce it and sell it bulk to big national honey packers. So in barrels and focus more on started, um, you know, producing all of our honey, we would sell it to big national packers who would then, um, you know, get it on the grocery store shelves. But as I started to find out more about the food system, particularly, you know, the honey industry, um, I realized that most of the time what was happening is we were selling this, you know, beautiful product, perfect product made by the bees to big national packers who would then blend it with imported honey um, from countries like China or, you know, countries with less Trans- food transparency and um, good food practices. So I mentioned to Jan that it was really important. I thought that we should produce and pack every single last drop of our own honey and get it to mm-hmm. the local community. So it became kind of a mission of mine to get it on the grocery store shelves where local people would have access to local honey. That's amazing. And it blows my mind in terms of how far you guys have come over the last number of years because if I anytime that I see a product in Whole Foods it it amazes me I'm like oh my gosh that's a huge uh that's a huge milestone for any business um because they have so many locations are you in their both their Canada and U.S. locations as well we're in the Ottawa Lansdowne Whole Foods locations and we do get calls from other kind of Whole Foods in the states and stuff that want to carry our honey but for now, it's really important that we focus like on our immediate local community in Ottawa. So that's mm-hmm. really where we focus. Yeah. And it's, uh, it was funny because we were talking after or before this as well. And I said, I like, you're not in Kitchener yet. And I was like, I'm going to get you there um, because there's health food stores that need you guys. But I think I love that, that you're, you're staying local to Ottawa, but also Ontario. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see you guys continue to explode. Thank you. And we've been really fortunate to partner with... Um, retailers that really support local producers um, Mm -hmm. like Farm Boy and Whole Foods. Sobeys also is a great supporter of local producers. And I think it helps when local consumers um, are asking for local producers as well. So I always say if you go into a store and you don't see the local product you're looking for, don't be shy to ask for it by name. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a great tip. And I like that. And that's a huge thing too, in terms of Local, like buying local because I forget the phrase, um, but I usually see it on a bunk, uh, bunker sticker, a uh, bumper sticker, and it's uh, like buy local, support local. And uh, that's one thing that my family has, has done for years is always going to the farmer's markets. My mom's very cognizant about buying things from farmers, not people who are just getting them in between 
distribution centers for grocery stores and she wants to make sure that she's supporting the the small businesses um, and those farmers. So yeah. you guys are incredible and they love your product as well. Oh, well, Just thank you. And we're really fortunate. <laughs> I always affectionately refer to our customers as our hive tribe. And yeah, we have such... I like that. <laughs> thank you, Lindsay. And you're a big part of it. And we have such loyal customers and we're really fortunate and it's because of them that we get to do what we love to do and, you know, can farm and have a honey farm. So, well, I think an important, important note to make too, and yes, you have an incredible tribe, but they know quality when they see it. And that's one of the conversations that I wanted to open up with you is because one of the questions I get so commonly from clients is in their head, they're always looking to save money on their grocery bills and they always want to buy things in bulk. And Costco is fantastic for a number of things, but when it comes to honey, can you talk to us a little bit about what the benefits are buying of buying local honey and just the benefits of, of honey in general? Sure. And that's a great point to bring up because honey is really unlike any other sweetener on the planet, but not all honey yeah. is created equal. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good point um, that you're bringing up for sure. And pasteurized honey is really what you want to avoid when you're wanting to take advantage of the amazing health benefits and properties of honey. But unfortunately, that's most often what you find at the grocery store. Although, as you know, Truby's trying to change that. We're really trying Mm -hmm. to get our raw um, local honey at more and more grocery stores across Ontario for customers. And so, again, as I said, stores like Whole Foods and Farm Boy and Sobeys are really celebrating local producers and offering quality products more and more. So that's great. Now, usually pasteurized honey will be devoid of like all the living enzymes and the health properties that make honey antibacterial and antifungal. And that's because usually it's ultra heated and it's ultra filtered. And that's usually for no reason other than to extend the shelf life of the product at the store because honey actually, Mm -hmm. you know, never spoils and doesn't expire. So it's really just to keep it kind of in a liquid form on the shelf as long as possible. So that's unfortunate because honey in itself, you know, doesn't spoil and doesn't need to be pasteurized. So interesting. Yeah. So unpasteurized honey, um, like the one that we produce is a really safe, gently filtered honey. And it's going to contain all the vitamins, minerals, and enzymes that make it a healthy sweetener. And it's going to have all the nutritional value that I think customers want when they reach for honey. Well, it's funny because when I, when I talk to clients and one of the things that we'll, we'll say is maple syrup versus honey, and I, I will always push them towards honey um, if they're using something in, for example, a smoothie or they're using it for a latte because they don't realize and they, they don't believe me when I tell them that there's amino acids and that there's enzymes and that it's both a prebiotic and a probiotic. If that blows their mind how honey can be such a superfood, but with a lot of health trends nowadays popping up and there's lots of keto and low sugar, a lot of people are nervous to have any, but it's, again, you have to re-educate them in terms of what, what are the healthy sugars? What are the healthy superfoods? Because it's not just sugar that you're getting, you're getting natural sugar first off, but you're also getting so many, like a plethora of other health benefits being reaped from the honey itself. Oh, exactly. And it's so good for your immune system. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I always, Oh, go ahead. I love that you mentioned it's a probiotic and a prebiotic because what a lot of people don't realize is the process it goes through when the bees collect it from the flower and it's nectar and they actually mm-hmm. put it in their extra stomach and mix it with their enzymes. 
how cool is it that bees have extra stomachs? Like, I wish I could just, I could have that when I go out for a meal, <laughs> my meal and then dessert. But I think continue. we all so do. Tell us more. Yeah. So the process that they actually kind of put it through before they put it into the honeycomb, turning the honey, the nectar, I should say, into honey is really what makes it such an amazing probiotic and prebiotic. And I think we, we know now the, you know, the scientific studies behind gut health and the importance of gut health. So as you say, if you can add something into your smoothie that not only tastes great and is an all-natural sweetener, but also has those extra health benefits, then, you know, you're really golden. No, exactly. And, and I have so many clients who are struggling with seasonal allergies right now, and they're getting cold after cold. And so they're doing honey with garlic, shooting it down. But they, again, when it comes down to your immune system, we know that, um, first off, your, your gut um, is so important. and and antioxidants that you need but your immune system is essentially hosted within your small intestine so if that's not primed and ready to go any prebiotic or probiotic that you're taking is going to be essentially useless so that's why it's it's so beneficial to make sure that you're on a probiotic but you're also eating probiotic rich foods especially as the winter seasons and a lot of the allergies start to roll around exactly and then you mentioned the sugars as well Mm -hmm. um honey is pre-digested because it's been digested in the bee stomachs before they put it into the honeycomb cells. So it makes it something that's just more digestible for us as well. Well, I, I love that because I, I'll say that it's um, fermented by the bees essentially because fermented foods are a little bit more bioavailable, right? It's almost exactly. Yeah. So exactly. The bees do a lot of work as, as scary as they are. I guess it's more wasps and hornets that I'm nervous of. So I, I'm sure honeybees are a lot gentler, but as soon as you said you have, what is it? Over a thousand hives. Yeah, we have close to a thousand hives. So that's oh. millions, millions of bees, honeybees. All I could picture was me coming over to the farm and then just getting swarmed. I had goosebumps as soon as you said that. So now it leads to my next question. How many times have you been stung? Oh, we get stung a lot. Jan more than me, <laughs> for sure, because I like to suit myself up really, really well. I would double suit it. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of what I do. But Jan likes to work um, like without the gloves and he likes oh. to really be able to get into the hive with his hands. So okay. he gets stung a lot. But bee stings are also so good for you and have tremendous health benefits. You know, bee venom therapy is used in Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Mm-hmm. It has extreme anti-inflammatory properties. So bee stings are actually really healthy, even though, you know, they can hurt and they can, does sting, but, um, but bee venom is really good for you too. Okay. Well, you were just brave on all shades. <laughs> But we'll have oh, to have man. we'll have to have you out for sure. We'll suit you up, and you can see it is quite something when you're standing in the middle of a bee yard, and there's just like you know thousands upon thousands of bees humming about you. But honeybees are very gentle, so for the most part, they're really not like wasps and you know yellow jackets, and they're not really aggressive or mean at all like that. Okay, yeah, Whew, that takes off a little bit of pressure. Exactly, I feel like. I'll suit up and then I'll duct tape everything so there's no opening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you laugh, but I've been known to do that too, so. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll bring some pink duct duct tape and we'll uh, tape each other. Exactly. Okay, so now I I actually don't know how honey is made. So can you walk us through the process of, you know, being in the bee farm? What processes do you and Jan have to go through to make, to, to take it from the hive and then turn it into your beautiful product that's on the shelves now? Sure. So our... So you're talking about like as us as beekeepers, as opposed to the mm-hmm. process of the bees making the honey. 
Well, actually, do both. So maybe start with the process of the bees in case someone has never heard of honey or doesn't know how it's made. Um, and then go into uh, your jobs as beekeepers. Because I think that's really cool. Sure. So I kind of touched on it a little bit before, but honey is essentially made from the nectar of the flowers. So the bees will go to the flowers Well, they'll collect the nectar and they'll collect the pollen. And then they'll go through the process of, you know, digesting it in their extra stomach and adding their raw enzymes to it. They take it back to the hive. They'll put it into the actual honeycombs. So that'll be kind of the liquid honey. And then they use their wings to fan it. And that brings the moisture level down. And then as soon as it's the right moisture level, they'll cap it over with a little beeswax. And so as beekeepers, when we go into a hive and we look at a frame of honeycomb, when it's all nicely kind of capped over with the beeswax, that's how we know that it's ready to be extracted and, oh, and put okay. into the jar. So that's essentially what the bees are doing. For us as beekeepers, our season starts in April, as soon as the snow's kind of all melted and we unpack our bees. And the bees' first source of food in the springtime are dandelions. So I always like to mention that and encourage um, people to really leave their dandelions out on the lawns for mm -hmm. the bees because it really is their first source of food after a long winter. I'll tell that to my mom. It'll get me out of weeding. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And you know what's so fun? A lot of our customers now will um, send me pictures of the dandelions on their lawn and they're so proud and they're so happy. I love that. Yeah, to have them there and out for the bees or if they go somewhere to a park or especially at the tulip festival this year in Ottawa there were a lot of dandelions out and so I love it when customers um you know will send me pictures of that and and now that they know I think they look at dandelions a little different even and don't even want mm -hmm. to necessarily you know get them out of the lawn so so we always no, it's not a it's not a weed it's food exactly so we always love that so in the springtime we're kind of getting the hives ready they've just come out of a long winter so we're going to be looking through the hive checking in on the queen making sure she's she's a healthy queen and she's laying you know lots of new eggs and worker bees properly another fun fact that some people don't know but all the worker bees in the hive are all female Okay. So I like that. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I love girl that. power. So the exactly <laughs> as soon as my head went there, I was like, huh. So uh, girls really do run it all. Oh, they do. They <laughs> run the little bee world. So it's all females. And as soon as they're born, they all have kind of go through different tasks and graduate different jobs. So when they're born, you know, they'll start cleaning the hive. Bees are actually very hygienic. So a big part of their, their job will be keeping the hive clean. Um, and then they'll move on to like aiding the queen and feeding the queen because the queen doesn't feed herself. The bees have to feed her. Oh, and okay. they actually I like this queen. Yeah. And they make royal jelly from a gland uh, in their head. So they produce the royal jelly themselves, the female worker bees, and they feed it to the queen. And then you have. Actually, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Em. And then you have uh, like security bees. So they're the ones that kind of stand out side the hive on guard and watch out for like you know intruders or kind of to warn people to stay away from the hive and then you have okay. the worker bees that actually do fly out and collect the nectar and bring it back and so it's really cool how they all have a different role so if I get stung it's usually by a security bee it could be by a bee usually that are kind of <laughs> yeah like we call them guard bees or you know okay. so they take care of the security. So even when we're going to work in the hive, sometimes we have bees that will like hit us in the veil and that they're actually kind of warning us like you're really close. 
okay. to, to back away. But of course we, we have to keep going into the hive to do our work and to look after them. So, but that's kind of neat. Interesting. Cause I, I didn't know first off that all worker bees are female. I didn't know that the queen bee does not feed herself. And I really like that. I can just picture, I can picture like sitting back being fanned by the wings. Yeah. Just, like eating royal jelly. But you brought up another, uh, another type of, of honey is the royal jelly. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Because um, a couple, like a couple of my clients have gone to a health food store and they were looking for local honey and they also were directed to um, royal jelly. Can you explain a little bit about the difference between the two? Yeah. So royal jelly is not a honey. So it's a substance that the bees. Oh. Okay. <laughs> to, yeah, to feed the queen. So that's the only thing she lives on is royal jelly. So it's actually a food oh, that's exclusive okay. for the queen. The bees eat the honey, but the queen will eat the royal jelly that the worker bees produce. And so sometimes they'll put it in little kind of cells in reserve. So we don't actually collect that. So it's not something that we've ever sold on our product line uh, because we like to keep it in the hive, you know, for the queen. But yeah. sometimes you can find some products that will have royal jelly. So royal jelly is not honey. It's, um, again, a substance that the bees make. to. Okay, good to know. Because I, and then that makes sense, too, because I remember when they, they went, they were like, Lindsay, do you have any idea how, ex- uh, they were like, Lindsay, do you have any idea how expensive that was? And now it makes sense in terms of it's reserved for the queen. There's only one, there's only one queen per hive. Yeah. There's only one queen per hive and the bees make it really in small amounts. And just us, like for our beekeeping philosophy, we don't like to extract it because it's so essential for the queen. We like to leave it in the hive for the queen. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really good to know. See, there's so much to learn about bees and I had no idea. Oh, well, it, it is a fascinating, magical, magical world, the world of bees. But these are, they're so interesting, but they also, I think, I forget the stat, but I think it was, we wouldn't have 60 to 70% of our, our crops if it wasn't for bees. So bees are huge pollinators and really in a, such an important, essential part of our food system. So they pollinate some of our favorite, favorite plants and crops. So um, apples, avocados, cauliflower, broccoli, cocoa yep. plants for chocolate, um, the coffee bean plant for coffee. So really, you know, some of our, our favorite foods that we get to enjoy every day, strawberries, the melons, um, just, you know, so much, so much of the foods we get to enjoy. Oh my gosh. And you don't realize how important they are until there, there's either a shortage or they're at risk, right? It's kind of like an endangered animal in that sense. But now I think that people are starting to come around and appreciate how valuable bees are, but also how valuable honey and bee pollen is in general, just to our immune system and our health and our well-being, just because it's so packed with antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, like I could go, the list could go on. Um, but one thing too, I wanted to ask you about is in your product line, you guys have a couple different um, varieties, right? There's creamed, there's buckwheat, there's the regular, am I, I don't know, maybe I'm doing a bad job. But yeah, no, you no. You're doing a great job. Yeah. So, and that is a great question because a lot of um, customers do email us or ask us when we're at a food demo, you know, what are the differences? Mm-hmm. And I always love to talk about it. So our raw honey is what I really call the bees knees of honey. It's going to be as close as, you know, as close as what I like to say hive to jar as possible. It's untreated, um, unheated, unfiltered honey. So it's going to be full of all the beneficial enzymes we were talking about, the vitamins mm-hmm. and minerals. It's going to have higher concentrations of pollen because it's unfiltered. It's going to have an amazing floral taste because it's unfiltered. And um, it's going to be a thicker honey for sure. So usually when you see it in the jar, it's not that clear 
kind of liquid honey that we're kind of used to seeing. So that's our raw honey. We also do an unpasteurized liquid because some okay. people who like to enjoy it in their tea and coffee or baking um, do kind of like a clear um, liquid gold honey. So our unpasteurized honey is still going to be full of amazing vitamins and minerals um, and enzymes and pollens as well. It'll just be kind of a more clear translucent honey because it is minimally filtered. So it's unpasteurized, but minimally filtered. Okay. And then we have our creamed honey, which is our unpasteurized honey that's been churned. So kind of mixed for 21 days, old European style. And it goes to this beautiful kind of creamy honey, which is amazing if you like spreading it on your toast. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, My dad loves that. Yeah, because it doesn't drip. So some people like the creamed honey just for basically the consistency. It's still 100% pure unpasteurized honey, nothing added to it. And then we have our buckwheat honey, which is a special honey. It's a darker honey. It's got a more um, robust, dark, kind of bold flavor for sure. People mm -hmm. usually either love it or they don't <laughs> just because of the distinct <laughs> flavor. And yeah. it's really um, high in antioxidants, just like dark leafy greens um, or fruits like blueberries. So it's high in antioxidant honey, really good for upper respiratory and sore throats. It's actually been uh, scientifically proven more effective at treating coughs than cough syrup. So it's a okay. wonderful medicinal honey to have in your kitchen in the wintertime for sure. But I also love to enjoy it all year round on like toast with nut butter and I drizzle it on top and it has this nice kind of caramel molasses quality to it okay now you sold me on it I'll try I'll try some the next time that does sound really good. for sure it's really nice it's a so special is that honey. your favorite one I like them all and I use them all for different things so like the raw honey I'll put in my smoothies um our unpasteurized liquid is what I like to you know if I do a nice kind of um carrot glazed uh, honey glazed carrots or to have in yeah. tea oh, and coffee. Really yeah. And okay. then the creamed honey is what we like to spread on our toast. And, and then the buckwheat mm -hmm. honey is what I like to have in a tonic too. So usually one of my favorite Ooh. things to do is what I call our true tonic and it's hot water, lemon, apple cider vinegar with some ginger and a nice heaping spoonful of our buckwheat honey. You'll have to send me that recipe because I had something similar. It wasn't with your honey, though, and I feel like it would just be even better with yours. Oh, okay. well, thank yes. you. It's really good. Recipe. I will, for sure. I think, see, now I understand the secret to your hair. It's the honey. <laughs> well, you laugh. As, as soon as I <laughs> But I do tell I people when, so when they say, oh, what, you know, your, your hair is so beautiful. What do you do? I do kind of joke around and say, oh, well, I wash it. I wash it in our honey, which I don't, but I like to joke around that I do. <laughs> Well, so honey is so multi-purposeful because it's like we talked about, it's an antibacterial, it's an antifungal, uh, but it's also really good for your skin. Oh, for sure. And I, my sister loves to make honey face masks. So she's always sending me cool recipes that she comes up with, but honey's a humectant. Mm -hmm. So it draws moisture in. So that's why it's so great. Like to bake with, if you're making muffins and stuff, usually they'll end up being really nice and moist. But if you wanted to kind of make your own honey masks and stuff, uh, it can be really nice for that as well. So we'll kind of mix maybe a little baking soda with, um, with our, you know, you can use the raw honey or the unpasteurized liquid is nice too. And she'll put yeah. a little um, like brown sugar in there and we'll just kind of put it on our face and leave it on for like 15, 20 minutes. And when you take it off, your skin is just so nice and soft and 
And because it's well, antibacterial, <laughs> yeah, and because it's antibacterial, it's really great for acne as well and just cleaning your skin. So I actually, I usually, uh, when I have clients who have uh, any hormonal acne or just acne breakouts, it's one thing that they're doing is either oil cleansing or honey and, and honey face masks. And then they're usually using a bit of lavender and tea tree uh, essential oil as well on their face. But the, the honey they say is incredible in the sense of it, their skin can go from super red and feeling inflamed to just a softened uh, and it reduces immensely overnight. So, oh, it really does. And again, exactly. The anti-inflammatory really helps too, for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A true superfood. I love it. Really it really is. It really is. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about making a couple of face masks too. One with spirulina and one with turmeric and then uh, going downstairs and I'm back home in the kitchen and scaring my dad. And I think that'd be a great joke. Oh, that's so sister, funny. Yeah. yeah. But your sister is also stunning as well. And she's pregnant, right? She's due soon. She is. Well, she's, she's in her third trimester. So soon. Oh, lucky girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's and she when does she do though she's in she's due November. beginning of November. Family member, okay, awesome. So you're gonna have another uh, hive hive member shortly. Oh, for sure, a little baby to be. We're excited. I can't wait. So this is the fun bit because now we get to get a little bit more personal and talking about like your business and where you guys are going in the next little while. So it could be anything from stores you want to see yourself in or where you want your honey to be carried. You tell us what what we can expect from. Uh, true beef honey in the next few years sure so a lot of people sometimes ask us about our product line and I always say that um like I must say our bee pollen is actually becoming quite popular as well whereas our focus used to be on sharing you know our honey but because I've had such tremendous success with um with using the pollen to treat my seasonal allergies Mm -hmm. um a lot of people are interested in the benefits of bee pollen and I always like to refer to bee pollen as nature's kind of multivitamin. It really is a superfood. Can you, can you delve into that a little bit? Because I realized that I forgot to ask you about that. Um, I've given so many people your bee pollen to help them with seasonal allergies. But if they're, they're looking to incorporate it, they're like, um, how do I take this? What would you recommend and uh, what's the easiest way to do so? Sure. So bee pollen, if people are kind of wondering what it is, it's really what the bees collect when they go um, flower to flower. And one little grain of pollen, because we sell it by the jar. So if you look at it in the jar, there's, you know, there'll be hundreds and hundreds of these little grain mm-hmm. particles and of pollen. Beautiful. They are so beautiful. And one little pollen is actually equivalent to like 2 million dust particles from the, from the flower. So it really is two flower million? power. Yeah, 2 million oh dust gosh. particles from the flower. Flower in that power, one little yeah. grain. That's, yeah, flower power suiting. for sure. <laughs> exactly. And you really don't need a lot um, of bee pollen to get the you know nutritional benefits. The trick to bee pollen is just taking it regularly and making it a part of your regular, you know, diet or lifestyle. Okay. So And you can um, blend it into a smoothie and put it on a smoothie bowl. Oh salad. yeah. I like to exactly I like to mix it in with my granola or if I'm having a little yogurt um, you know, with fruit, I'll put some on there. Um in, as you mentioned, in smoothies, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have lots of customers and even myself, I actually just take it throughout the day, um, like on a spoon, because I actually like the taste. It kind of has a green matcha, sweet grass kind of flavor to it, the bee okay. pollen. And a lot of people don't know, but bee pollen is actually really rich in protein. So it's what the bees bring back to the hive to feed the baby bees, because it's such an amazing source of protein and it contains more amino acids and protein gram for gram than beef egg or cheese and a lot of people don't realize that so that's exciting because it's really an excellent 
plant-based source of protein. So it's great for vegans or anyone who's wanting to add, you know, more plant-based protein to their diet. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell that now to clients who are like, I, I can't get my protein goals. I'd be like, but bee pollen to save the day. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, it's just a nice way to add a little plant-based. So if you're adding it to your smoothie, or even if I make avocado on toast, I'll, I'll sprinkle a little bit on there. And, um, there's so many, you know, great ways to, to enjoy it for sure. And there's so many health benefits. It helps build up your immune system. As I mentioned, I started taking it regularly to help with my seasonal allergies. And this is going back like, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, I used to suffer really bad and I didn't want to take, you know, allergy shots or Mm -hmm. harsh medications. So I started taking the bee pollen regularly and it's just completely relieved my, my allergy symptoms to the point where I can sit, you know, in a soccer field. Um, watch my kids play soccer with like thick pollen flying through the air and I don't even have so much as a sniffle and I used to really suffer I used to have you know the throbbing sore throats and the red itchy eyes and just feeling unwell all the time so it's made an immense difference in my health and we have so many customers who swear by it too so it's really neat that um, you know it can help relieve it helps reduce the production of histamine so that's why it's so great it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a desensitizes your system to the to pollen. So that's why having local pollen or even local honey is so important mm-hmm. because you're getting all the local pollens from your area. So that's what helps boost your immune system so greatly. And you just reminded me too, because when I go to Hamilton for school, there's three girls and I that stay in an Airbnb and every week two of them usually get allergy symptoms and it must be something either in the house like a dust or a mold or some sort of pollen that they're not used to because we're all coming from different areas but Mm -hmm. i'm going to put a note in my phone to uh to remind myself to bring some bee pollen with me and some honey and yeah uh, it really helps it really does and even when i'm traveling if i'm traveling you know in europe or anywhere for any extended period of time i'll always make a point to go get a really nice local quality honey so that I can start building my immune system and taking, you know, some local pollens from that area while I'm in that area. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's so funny because when I, when I think about other people traveling, the first thing that they're going to do is go to the uh, Eiffel Tower or, you know, Luc de Triomphe. And we're like, let's go get some local honey. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, especially now with Airbnbs, right? A lot of people are wanting to kind of have their own kitchen and mm-hmm. do their own meals and even go out. So I say, if, you know, if you're doing that, that's wonderful. It's always a plus to have your own kitchen when you're traveling. But mm-hmm. yeah, be sure to stop by and, and try and grab a, a local honey. Mm-hmm. Your health will thank you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and you're probably one of the perfect people to interview because every time I'm about to transition to a question, you start leading into it. And you just touched on food and, and making your own food. But I'm wondering, can you walk us through a day of eating for you? So what are some of your favorite go-to meals that you like that are super nutritious and healthy and maybe a couple that your family loves? So things that are family and kid-friendly. Sure. So I guess what I really like to start my day with, as I mentioned earlier, is my Truby tonic, as I call it. So usually when I get up, I brush my teeth right away and I have about three, four cups of water uh, right off the bat. And then I make my tonic. So it'll have, as I mentioned, the hot water, some um, organic, freshly squeezed lemon, some apple cider vinegar. Usually I'll put a little ginger in there and then I'll uh, put a spoonful of honey. And then usually while that is... um, you know, I'm sipping on that. I'll wait about 15, 20 minutes before eating. And my breakfast kind of varies. Sometimes I I like to have a smoothie. It depends, like if I'm leaving for the day or I'm going to the bee yards and I want something a little quicker, I could have a smoothie. Sometimes I'll like to have eggs with a little avocado. 
Um, sometimes I'm even a big proponent of eating, eating supper for breakfast. So sometimes <laughs> I like to make a little extra yeah. of whatever we're eating for supper so that I can have it in the morning. I'm a total breakfast person. So when I wake up, I like to have like a nice hearty breakfast. Um, so that's kind of how I start my day. And then throughout for snacking, I, I really like to have like maybe nuts and, and whole fruits. If I'm leaving for the day, my friends kind of laugh because I'm the one who always brings like a cooler with my own food. <laughs> and that's why you, they're, um, uh, that's why you're their favorite. There you go. So I'm just a big proponent of, you know, bringing my own snacks and, and kind of being prepared. If I'm in Ottawa for the day delivering, um, I, I lucky in the sense that I deliver to some amazing, you know, health food and health minded grocery stores in Ottawa. So there's usually a lot of great healthy options for me to pick up mm-hmm. and eat um, along the way. And yeah, so we eat a lot of like whole foods and luckily our kids, you know, none of them have any allergies. Um, and they all like a variety of foods. We try to eat local and in season as well. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me yeah. that none of your kids have allergies, though. And <laughs> you know what? Again, that's something that um, – so no food allergies and no seasonal allergies either. And lately, we've had a lot of parents um, connect with me to get bee pollen, and it's for their children. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of dawned on me this year – and I said to Jan, I said, you know what? Like none of our kids have ever had seasonal allergies. And I know I should have made the connection, but again, because they eat so much of our, you know, raw local honey with the local pollens, um, none of them, none of the three have ever developed seasonal allergies. So I do attribute it to that for well, sure. There's a huge shift in the market right now and everyone's focusing on kids' gut health and their gut microbiome because the number of cleaners and solutions and hand sanitizers that people are being exposed to and using nowadays, you know, it's everyone's using their 99.9% antibacterial in their hand sanitizer to kill off all bacteria, but they haven't left themselves anything. But then if you look exactly. at, yeah, and then if you look at kids' diets nowadays in comparison to 20, 30, 40 years ago and what they used to be, they're, they're nowhere near exposed to bacteria. Um, you know, kids used to play outside and they used to eat dirt sometimes. Like I remember... Mm -hmm. like mug cakes with my brother um but in comparison now most kids are in indoors on their phones on laptops I I think I even saw a three-year-old on an iPad at a restaurant recently um and so they're not really exposed to the environments anymore so it it makes sense right yeah it's it's true yeah no it is and I mean like you say we used to you know kids would always have dirt under their fingernails right yes it was so common to be go playing outside and getting worms or playing with frogs or, and I think we have kind of moved away from being outside and in nature um, that it's ever so more important to make the effort and be mindful of eating things. Well, first of all, to, to go outside and play in the dirt, not to be afraid of that, Mm -hmm. but for sure to, to add in foods that really support gut health and prebiotics and probiotics when we can, you know, adding in the good things. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just a wealth of knowledge. And every time I talk to you, I, I learned so much from you, but I also just love, love hearing your passion, your enthusiasm for health and bees and bees and honey and just wanting to quite, quite literally just spread the word um, like honey on Aww. toast. Or exactly. That's why I always say <laughs> spread the love and spread true bee. Well, now I want to get, I said, this is uh said this, what I think five minutes ago or so. I'm like, this is when we get personal. And then I asked you about your foods, but I do want to ask you how, how your entrepreneurial journey has been. And I, and I love talking with local entrepreneurs um, and especially female business owners, because I think owning your own business is really cool. And you go through a lot of self-growth and self-change, but um, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned over your 20 years of being an entrepreneur? Well, 
Thanks for asking. And I think when I look back over, you know, our business journey, for sure, when we first started, as I mentioned, it was really, you know, Jan's love of nature and the bees and our family and farm life and, you know, producing honey. So we were very much kind of creating this, you know, world for ourselves and our family. And, and then over time, as I mentioned, when it became really important for me to, to package our own honey and make it available for the local community, it really was kind of like starting a whole new business. So honey production is one thing, but then when you're retailing it and trying to get into food stores and dealing with, you know, CFIA and label requirements and, you know, store managers and store owners and things like that, it was really a whole new business and um, a world I didn't really know anything about, but I think just the passion I had and the vision I had for making our local honey available to the local community um, really is what helped guide me and, and, you know, push me along. So it's been wonderful. And we've just been received with open arms. I must say like the collaborations and the partnerships we've made and the, you know, relationships over time with uh, the food stores. And luckily we, are also in a lot of like locally owned food stores like New Grocery, Rainbow oh, yes, Foods. Yep. Yeah, they're wonderful, female owned, um, CN Valerie, you know, Rainbow Foods. So we've formed just amazing relationships. And I think it really is about the quality of the relationships. And that's what kind of sets our product apart as well. Um, I love going into the stores and being able to do a honey demo and talk directly with our customers. Um, you know, and answer all their questions about bees, especially when they bring in their kids. Kids are always so fascinated with the bees and love the bees. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's been just an amazing journey. And it's for me at this point, because being an entrepreneur, being a business owner can be a bit isolating sometimes. Yes. Um, So for me, it's really about, you know, amazing collaborations, like the collaboration we have for you. You know, for example, you're just such an amazing um, woman and everything you're doing in the health and wellness space. And, um, we just, yeah, it's just for me personally, it's about the amazing collaborations and, and community and connection. Yeah. That's, um, really kind of the driving force now behind Truby moving us forward. And you touched on a couple of big things there in the sense that when you, when you said that, you know, producing honey is one thing, but marketing it and getting it on the shelves is another. And I think that yeah. the reason why you guys have been so successful is if you, this is more to the people listening. If you've never met Em before, there's no one that does not like this lady. Um, and I think that's just because you can sense your genuineness and your authenticness and just your pure passion for, for honey and health in general, um, that there's no one out there who doesn't want to work with you, who doesn't want to bring you in because they, they see it. They see the vision, they see the benefits, and they just see the wholehearted community that comes um, with you and the honey. So I think you're just an incredible business owner and I'm so proud and privileged to be able to call you a friend. Um, but I, I love the point that you touched on when it comes down to community and collaborations at the end of the day, because that's going to be what's sustaining you, right? Especially when you're tired, and you've had the long days and you're, you know, harvesting the honey and you're like, ah, oh, like, what am I doing? Or, right. It's going yeah. to be doing it for the people and they're going to continue to lift you up each and every time. And you have such an, like I said, such an incredible hive tribe. Um, and I'm so thankful to be a part of that. So thank you. 
Oh, well, thank you. And you're so kind. And I feel the exact same way about you, Lindsay. But it, again, it is so true. It is about, you know, the community and the connection yeah. and and the passion, you know, and the why that, that really helps. Because, you know, there are long days, as you said. And I think um, anyone who has their own business, uh, you know, knows that. And um, it just makes it just so much more meaningful when we get to collaborate with other, you know, amazing um mm-hmm. local people so and, yeah and I remember you at the uh the live the smart way show poor guys they had the best booth in the entire house and they also had the heaviest product everyone else had popcorn or small cookies that they could drink <laughs> in, and you had the most product to move out so um, oh it's true well look, jars of honey can be cases of honey can be heavy for sure um, but we have amazing, like just amazing customers who come out to see us every year at the Live the Smart Way Expo. It's such an amazing show. We're so fortunate mm-hmm. to have a quality show like that locally in Ottawa. Kathy Smart does a, just an amazing job. And she's such a, again, another, um, you know, supporter of local producers yeah. and local food. She's amazing. So, and it was just such a treat to see you there. You are like our booth neighbor and I could look over and see you doing your thing. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun to share that with you. Gave you all the love fat bars. <laughs> they were awesome. Well, they were. I do want to wrap up with one last question for you. And I, sure. I gave you an email beforehand. It was just because I've surprised a couple people with this question. They're like, I need five minutes or a couple, couple years to think about it. But um, the last question that I have for you is well it's part of two the two part um what does healthy mean to you and the second mm-hmm. part is do you have a saying a mantra or a quote that you live by um and it could be someone else's phrase or something that you've kind of created but uh, mine is if not now when so what does healthy mean to you and what is your saying that you live by yeah so i think those are great questions and i'm i thought about it for sure and i think healthy should mean more than just the absence of disease. So healthy to me, yeah, healthy to me means living in such a way that what I do and what I say and what I feel is in alignment. So it really is that whole kind of mind, body, soul approach. And I think, you know, when we close our eyes and we imagine, you know, our best day and living our best lives, um, you know, with our loved ones, I think we can all agree we really need to be our healthiest to experience those moments to the fullest mm-hmm. and, you know, to really realize those dreams. So to that end, I always look to anything that's going to increase my health as an investment and never an expense. So I think that's really an important thing to realize. Um, health is always going to be an investment. And I think working in nature and working with the bees so closely has really taught me too that everything has a season. So no flower blooms all year. And that's really helped me because I can be really goal oriented and focused. So I've learned over the years that it's, you know, not only is it okay for me to rest, it's, it's essential. Like I I need to rest Mm -hmm. and it's when I rest and slow down that things really flow and I just get to create more magic. So you are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. As soon as you said health is more than the absence of disease and that everything has a season, it is so, so true. Not, not just when it comes to food, but also when it comes to, to work, right? So some, some seasons are going to be more harvest. Some seasons are going to be a bit more work. Some seasons are going to be a little bit more implementation, right? Yeah. And you just beautifully encapsulated that in so many good ideas and throughout the entire, uh, entire interview. So Oh, oh, well, man. thank you. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> and I, I just want to say, too, oh, you're so sweet. And I just want to say, too, because I know, you know, we live in this fast paced world now and, um, you know, a lot of things on social media. And I know we look to social media a lot and, 
things are so curated there and you know that it's important for sure and it's important to realize that we have to create a life that feels just as good on the inside as it looks on the outside so that's something that I work really hard at and it shows because you are whether it's again whether it's a demo you're doing so when I saw you at the the live the smart way show whether it's me talking to you on the phone before the interview or during the interview it's the same M I get every single time and it's welcomed with warm uh, warm arms well yes warm you're warm blooded (laughs) warm arms or uh, big arms and uh, just a a genuine smile and uh, authentic curiosity for the person so you're absolutely incredible well thank you I feel the exact same way about you Lindsay so it's mutual yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about where we can find you. So all of your health food stores you're listed in and uh, any suppliers, and then they can buy online as well. For sure. So actually, we don't have like a huge online store or anything. And um, we do take orders um, through FarmGate. So meaning people can buy directly oh, from us. Um, can you go back for two seconds? Sorry, the Wi-Fi cut out a little bit. Oh, and sure. It was, um, it was when I said, shoot online you're talking about yes online we don't sure sorry about that yeah no that's okay so we don't actually end up shipping a lot of honey but we do have customers that do order directly from us um, especially if they're purchasing you know a pail of honey or by the case Uh, but on our website so www.truby.ca we have a retailers page and it lists all our local Truby retail partners so we invite everyone to go visit that and see you know their closest uh, Truby retailer we are predominantly, you know, in Ottawa, but we are moving across Ontario, especially with Farmboy as Farmboy expands to the GTA. Yay. So if you visit our website, yeah, that's so exciting for us. So if you visit our webpage, you're sure to find, um, you know, a store close to you. And if not, then be sure to reach out to us and, and ask us or don't be shy when you're shopping in your local grocer. You know, if you don't see Truby or you want to see Truby or any other local product or producer for that matter, I always say vote with your dollars and, and ask for a yes. product by name if you don't see it. That's amazing. And uh, it's such a good statement, too, in terms of when you're shopping at the farmer's market or local health food stores, shop with your dollar because at the end of the day, that's going to be what it boils down to. And the people will show what they want. So Truby's will yeah. be it. <laughs> you are incredible. Thank you so much uh, for donating your time and for being so, so generous. Um, if you are not following Emily already on Instagram, it's Truby's Honey, and she shares lots of recipes, including her own green juices and then some that I make with her, and then uh, awesome creative ways to use her products, whether it be bee pollen on top of a smoothie bowl or, again, her tonic, which she'll be sharing the recipe with us later, I hope. Right, Em? Thank you so much, Lizzie. It was such a pleasure, <laughs> and you're such a bright light, and we just appreciate all the work you do, so thank you. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave us a review or rating on iTunes or email us directly at lindsay at lindsaymustard.com. If you're ready for more and you're looking to supercharge your health and finally tackle all of the health goals you set for yourself back in the new year, don't miss out on your chance to book a free 20-minute nutrition coaching discovering call with me, Lindsay. I've opened up a limited number of spots in my calendar to connect with the individuals who are ready to jump in with both feet to create nutritional habits that'll last a lifetime. There'll be no more worrying about weight loss or why you're constantly bloated, tired, or struggling with mood swings. If you've ever wondered what private nutrition coaching has to offer, this is your time. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free call with me, Miss Mustard, and leave with the clarity confidence and coaching plan that is tailored to your individual needs to take your health to the next level. Healthy, 
doesn't have to be hard, and I'm here to show you how to make it happen. And maybe to convince you to like kale along the way. Spots are limited, so book your call now by clicking the link in the show notes below. As always, if you're looking for one bowl wonder healthy recipes and nutrition tips that don't require you to break the bank, you can find that and much more on my Instagram page at Lindsay Mustard or on my website, lindsaymustard.com. As always, stay rad friends and eat your greens.